Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Discouragement is the enemy of confidence. Weariness is the enemy of rejoicing. Or you could reverse it and say that confidence is the enemy of discouragement and rejoicing is the enemy of weariness. You see, where you stand on this determines whether you are quitting or winning. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 12 tells us this, that hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when desire cometh, it is a tree of life. So my friend, keep up your expectation, your hope, your vision, a state of anticipation for the great and mighty things that are still coming from the hand of God himself. He has not forgotten you, abandoned you, or given up on you. There is still purpose and destiny and power stored up for you. Hope for it. Even Jesus himself drew strength from hope when it says that he endured the shame of the cross for the hope that was set before him. He had a vision, an expectation, and an anticipation for the promises that God had made him. You see, fear can be rooted in a doubt for God's love for you. Therefore, a revelation of his love will cast out fear because that if God is for you, then what can be against you? So gain a confidence in God's faithfulness and it will cast out discouragement. Get a revelation of the reward that your well-doing is earning you in eternity. And as you begin to rejoice over it, it will cast out the weariness. The battle is a battle of perspective. It is a fight of faith. A fight to keep your faith in the assured victory in the face of relentless attacks from the enemy trying to wear down the righteous and steal their crown. Jesus himself tells us this in Revelations chapter 3, verse 11. He says, Behold, I come quickly. Therefore hold fast that which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. My friend, don't put down your crown, not even for a second. Get back on your feet, ready your sword, lock in your shield, and run the race with endurance. For in due season you shall reap the reward if you don't quit. This that you have been going through, it's not how it's always going to be. This is just the devil's hissy fit because he sees your victory better than you can. And it's panicking him. Instead, be fully persuaded that what God has promised he is able to accomplish and rejoice in his unfailing love and faithfulness in the process.
Every trial that you endure with patience is storing up reward for you in heaven and preparing you for an outpouring of glory in both this life and in the next one, the one that is to come. Oh, that silly devil, he doesn't seem to grasp the reality that we've already won. All that he is doing now, if we endure, does nothing but increases our reward and sharpens our sword. So today we choose to lift a shout of praise and return discouragement back upon the head of the one that sent it. That old devil, he meant to discourage you, but you can actually discourage him by showing him that his efforts are wasted by the sound of your praises. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 12 says this, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which come to try you as though some strange thing has happened unto you, but rather rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. It's not a strange thing it happened to our king, but yet do we have his testimony to know that there is victory on the other side of every Gethsemane. James chapter 1 verse 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Everything we go through has value and purpose. The storm is a little thing. You see, if we endure it properly, what really is important is our reactions to it. What can you learn from it? How can you grow your faith? How can you be strengthened? How can you show those around you that the one who lives within you is bigger than all of the confusion, the trial, the tribulation, the storms, the shakings, how he's able to keep you to be the peace inside of you and the peace that manifests through you to those who are around you. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man may be perishing, our inner man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The Bible likens our tribulations to that of a woman who is travailing to labor. Such immense pain, difficulty, and hardship that she endures, yet the moment she holds that baby, she remembers it no more. There's nothing that we go through in this earth, no matter how hard, that when we step foot on the other side on those golden shores, we won't remember the pain of it for the joy and the hope and the promise that is in that moment given to us. It will be worth it. Second John chapter 1 verse 8 says, Look to yourselves that you lose not those things which we have wrought, but that you receive a full reward. The phrase, look to yourself in this passage, means examine yourself. John instructs us here to stop and take a good look at ourselves to make sure that we are not backsliding or even just becoming laxed, lazy, or complacent in this race of faith. That in the end, we would be able to receive our full reward in eternity. 
the longer we are in this fight of faith, the more likely it is that we might sometimes tend to look to and hold on to past victories rather than to the next mission that we are being given. We are so grateful for the rewards that we have already stored up. But my friend, don't let it end in a past season. There could be so much more to come. If you are still on this earth, then there is more race to be run and more rewards to be won. Scripture tells us about five different crowns at minimum in eternity for different things that we can be awarded in order to have something to lay at the feet of Jesus, our King. I desire to receive a full reward, as John said, on that day. Because my Savior deserves it. He gave his all for me, so I should give my all to him. Of course, I understand that his all is so much more than mine. But love gives what it can. A child can't give what its father can, but it gives nonetheless. Even if it's just a flower picked or a hug or a kiss, love gives. So examine yourself today and see, are you giving or only taking? Because he who gives will receive more to give and ultimately will receive a full reward to offer to the one who gave all for us. Again, we examine ourselves as we read the words of John in chapter 1, verse 8, when he says, Look to yourself that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we might receive a full reward. So, Lord, we thank you for who you are and all that you've done. Let us hold fast our profession of faith and let us continue to run with endurance the race. Let us not grow weary in well-doing. Let us keep pursuing. Let us not hold to yesterday's victories. Let us seek you for new missions as we press forward to the mark of the high calling. Let us sharpen the sword you have given us. Let us endure with patience being perfected that we might stand in the great congregation of the saints at the final judgment and be found worthy of every reward you had for us. Let no man take our crown. Let no one else stand up and say, I had to pick this crown up because they put it down. Because you see, on that day, there will be those who see others receive a reward that was meant for them, but because they did not take their position, they missed it. Someone else stepped up and fulfilled it. Lord, I thank you for the ones that are willing, but I pray that no one have to do it for me. Give us strength, give us endurance, give us humility, give us integrity. Give us the ability by the power of your Holy Spirit and grace to stand in our rightful place and run the race to win it. We thank God for past seasons and victories but let them fuel greater things and not just memories. Lord, help us to reach and to attain and to walk in the fullness of the mission that you have for us in this earth, that we might receive a full reward in obedience for every word that you have spoken to us in your written word and also spoken to us personally, because there are things that you will call each person to do 
individually. We have giftings and callings and positions in the body. And as long as there is still breath in us and we are still on this earth, then there is still work to be done. Lord, let us run this race to the fullest, but let us also look to others to see where they have fallen down where they have laid down their crowns and oh lord let us be willing to pick them up if need be that the body not be left lacking or unattended but better than even that lord let us be willing to intercede for them like moses did even if it costs us something in this life oh god let us be willing to lay down our selfishness and our pride and to sacrifice to help to teach to feed to instruct to hold someone else's arms up, to get them back on the path of righteousness, to encourage them and stir their faith in the power of your blood, your word, and your name, and get them back on track that they might receive their full rewards also. Because yes, on that final day, there will be those who have laid their crowns down and others have picked them up and received their reward because, Lord, we do not want anything to be left undone in the kingdom But I think that you may even reward a little more those who were willing to pray and to intercede and to strengthen, to encourage, to correct, to teach, to fast, to do whatever is needed to make sure that others get back on their feet, pick up their cross, get into position and make sure that their race is completed to the fullest of not only their ability, but that of the whole body working together, the fullness of Christ manifested through the brethren. O Lord, give us a heart of love and of understanding to not simply be frustrated or just run and take things into our own hands. Lord, help us to seek you that we might walk in the fullness of all that you have for us, but also to help others attend to and attain to their purposes. Surely there must be a great reward for those who have a mind like this, such as Moses, who was willing to intercede for the children of Israel when God was ready to give up on them. He could have had great blessing. He could have had it easy. God could have given up on that congregation and started all over with him. But he took the low seat. He interceded. He pleaded. He cried out for mercy, which in actuality was always God's heart for them in the first place because though he is a righteous judge and must enact certain justices he always delights in mercies and his word tells us clearly that he will pour out on us the same measure that we pour out on others therefore let us show mercy that we might receive mercy let us help others to walk in the fullness of what god has for them that we might walk in the fullness of what he has for us oh lord let us see others rewarded that we might be rewarded the more for demonstrating your selfless, humble, sacrificial heart. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.